This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcast to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington on AFR. Glad to have you with us. Walker Wildman here. I'm your host. Uh, Once again, glad to have you with us on the show today. Exposing Washington is the name of the show. American Family Radio is the network. You can check out our website, AFR.net. AFR.net. Check out our website. You can also download the podcast on your phone or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can download the Exposing Washington podcast, and it's a good way to catch the show even if you can't listen live on Saturday afternoons, you can catch the show really anytime you want uh, by downloading the podcast and listening listening at your convenience uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on YouTube. Uh, we uh, record the show, video record the show, and put it on YouTube. Just type in Exposing Washington, and we have a channel there on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter, at Walker Wildman on Twitter. And uh, as I mentioned uh, in previous shows, you can always download the AFR app on your uh, phone or tablet device, the American Family Radio app on your phone. It is free, so go there and download that. Last week, we talked about several different things. We talked about the, uh, the conflict in Syria with Turkey and Russia and all the other actors over there. And I wanted to update you on that. The... The president, President Trump, and uh, and Vice President Pence met or have worked out an agreement with the Turkish president, Erdogan, uh, to have a permanent ceasefire between Turkey and the Kurds, between Turkey and Syria. And so that's a, that's a, a little good news there that President Trump has worked out a permanent Ceasefire. You know, last week I uh, updated you and told you that that Vice President Pence and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo uh, reached a five-day ceasefire. Well, President Trump came back this week and reached a a permanent ceasefire uh, between the parties over there in the Middle East, which is good news. And he did so with while still maintaining his promise to bring our troops home from Syria. And we talked uh, in depth about that last week. This week, I want to talk about a few different things. First, I want to talk about how Hillary Clinton just can't move on from the 2016 election, the loss she had there. You know, we it seems like we were here a year or two ago talking about how Hillary Clinton just can't move on. And here we are, 2019, headed into 2020, and Hillary Clinton just can't let it go what happened in 2016 we'll talk about that we'll also talk about this impeachment sham that is going on in washington dc 
that the Democrats are leading, the secretive uh, impeachment so-called inquiry that they're heading up. We'll talk about that. And then lastly, we're going to talk about the, uh, the NBA in China. We'll talk about the NBA in China and how the NBA is just kowtowing to the Chinese uh, government and the Chinese regime there uh, across the, the world. So various things to talk about. But first, I want to jump into this Hillary Clinton clip. Uh, this is clip one. Hillary Clinton just, I mean, just can't move on from the 2016 election. And maybe it's because she keeps doing interviews and everybody keeps asking her about it. But, you know, out of all the things that Hillary Clinton has blamed her uh, loss on, the she never seems to grasp that the reason she lost is, number one, because she's a horrible candidate, very unlikable, and she also is wrapped up in all kind of scandals. Then thirdly, she didn't travel and campaign in some of the most important states in the country, what they call swing states or battleground states. She didn't even show up in uh, states like Minnesota, Wisconsin, etc. But I'm going to play clip one here and let's listen to Hillary Clinton and, and why she lost in 2016. I think there's going to be two parts and I think it's going to be the same as 2016. Don't vote for the other guy. You don't like me? Don't vote for the other guy because the other guy is going to do X, Y, and Z. Or the other guy did such terrible things. And I'm going to show you in these, you know, flashing videos that appear and then disappear and they're on the dark web and nobody can find them. But you're going to see them and you're going to see that person doing these horrible things. What on earth is she talking about? I don't think anybody knows. Flashing videos on the dark web that appear and then they disappear. <laughs> What's she talking about? YouTube? What's she talking about? I think she's talking about campaign ads that President Trump ran against her that were very effective. But I don't know what she's talking about when she's talking about flashing videos that appear and disappear on the dark web that nobody can find. I, I, I have no idea what she's talking about. But I think what she's talking about is probably the campaign ads that are on YouTube and on television that everybody can see that President Trump ran uh, the ads that he ran against her. That's probably what she's talking about. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she's talking about something off in fairytale land that none of us know about. But Hillary Clinton lost because of flashy videos on the dark web. That's what she wants us to believe. Hillary Clinton got beat in Pennsylvania, Minnesota, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and Florida because of flashy videos on the dark web. Uh, moving on here, the uh, last week she, Hillary Clinton, staying on Hillary Clinton, but moving on past the dark web videos <laughs> clip, she, uh, Hillary Clinton last week claimed that Tulsi Gabbard was a Russian asset, and we talked about it on the show, but, you know, it, only Democrats can say dumb things like this and get away with it. If, if a Republican or a conservative or I were to say completely outlandish, dumb things on television, like Tulsi Gabbard, the Democrat candidate for president, saying things like she is a Russian asset, if we were to say things like that, we would be called conspiracy theorists, right-wing loons, we don't know what we're talking about, 
Um, but Hillary Clinton can go on national television, go on the radio, and say that people like Tulsi Gabbard, who's a congresswoman from Hawaii, she's a Russian asset with no supporting evidence, but she can get away with that. She can get away with that. But when, but when conservatives raise concerns about Hillary Clinton's server in her bathroom, or when we raise concerns about how the Clinton Foundation was raking in bukus of money while she's Secretary of State, but they're raking in money from foreign governments. Oh, we can't talk about that. That's, that's out there in, in far-off land. We can't talk about that. But here Hillary Clinton is. She can talk about things crazy like... Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset. Speaking of of 2016 election, Hillary Clinton and the crazy Democrats, this uh, latest story out of Fox News is that the the special prosecutor, or the U.S. attorney, rather, out of Connecticut, John Durham, his job for the past probably six months, close to a year, has been to examine, to review the origins of the 2016 investigation into Donald J. Trump that Clinton and her cronies and her allies and the Obama people launched. And so John Durham, uh, it, it it was discovered this week that John Durham's what was once an administrative review from the Department of Justice has now turned into a criminal investigation. Because John Durham, the U.S. Attorney out of Connecticut, and Attorney General Bill Barr, or William Barr, they have been traveling the world, no joke, interviewing witnesses to the 2015-2016 counterintelligence investigation into Donald J. Trump, where the DNC and Hillary Clinton... Uh, paid for dirt, fake information on President Trump, then candidate Trump, turned it over to FBI, and the FBI opened this massive investigation, spent $30 million. It took three years of America's time to um, to get to the bottom of. When they got to the bottom of it, there was no there there. But uh, this is interesting that John Durham's investigation into the origins of the Russia investigation, it has now turned into a... Uh, criminal investigation and John Durham's now going to convene grand juries. He's going to have subpoena power. Uh, he'll be, be able to bring in witnesses into, into, uh, to interview. So uh, very, very interesting. And I think there probably were uh, definitely some crimes that went on back in 2015 and 2016 uh, because the whole Obama crew, they were, they were uh, corrupt and scandalous to their core, and so was Hillary Clinton. Uh, but the, uh, on this uh, on this impeachment thing, uh, now we're fast forwarding to current to 2019. The Republicans this past week staged a sit-in or a walk-in, whatever you want to call it, to Adam Schiff's uh, one of his interviews with the uh, witnesses of this whole impeachment so-called inquiry. And if you haven't been keeping up with this. The Democrats are running this behind-the-scenes uh, secretive uh, inquiry without the involvement or the participation from any Republicans in, the con- in Congress. This is a one-sided investigation into 
President Trump's phone call with the Ukrainian leader or whatever they're looking at. And so Republicans finally grew a little backbone and said that they were tired of the secretiveness of this entire ordeal. And so about 20 or 30 of them, mainly from the Freedom Caucus, decided they were going to just walk in this secretive interview and just sit down and listen. And so they did that. And Adam Schiff cut off the interview uh, immediately and left the left the room, left the building. Um, but so not only are Republicans and President Trump and myself fed up with the secretiveness of this, but a Democrat, Tulsi Gabbard, is also a little skeptical of the secretiveness of this process. Let's listen to clip four. I think it needs to be a transparent process. You know, I have long expressed my concern uh, about going through impeachment proceedings in a very, very partisan way because it'll only further tear apart an already divided country. My interest and concern is for the well-being of our country and our democracy as we move forward. I think there are areas of concern that were raised around the conversations that happened between Trump and the Ukrainian president, which is why I supported the inquiry. I think that inquiry needs to be done in a very narrowly focused way, and it must be done transparently. I don't know what's going on uh, in those closed doors. We as members of Congress don't have access to the information that is being shared. And I think that the American people deserve to know exactly what the facts are, what the evidence is that's being presented as this inquiry goes on. Well, there you have it. Even Tulsi Gabbard, a Democrat, says that she doesn't know what's going on behind closed doors here. The, I think, and I may be wrong here, I think the Democrats have gone under the radar, if you will, or behind closed doors with this entire thing because they don't have the votes to pass an official impeachment resolution in the House. I think what happened is Nancy Pelosi started feeling the heat, or she's actually been feeling the heat for three years now, from these left-wing Radicals who've wanted President Trump impeached before he even got in office. I mean, there were there were people calling for his impeachment even before he got into office, even before he was the president. While he was the president-elect, they were calling for impeachment. And so Nancy Pelosi's been under pressure for three years now to impeach President Trump for nothing. And I think finally she gave in a couple weeks ago and said, okay, 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 we'll open an impeachment inquiry into President Trump. And she did that without first checking to see if she had the votes. And so here we are. We're launching an impeachment inquiry, which actually has never happened. It hasn't happened yet. They're just having meetings, basically. But they launched this, this informal impeachment inquiry and then realized the next day, we don't even have the votes to pass this. That's what I think. Thus, they go behind closed doors and keep everything secretive because they don't want to embarrass themselves. They don't want to embarrass themselves. And so the uh, that's where we're at now. And the reason I think the Democrats don't have the votes is because there's, there's about 8 to 10 congressmen, Democrats, from districts 
that President Trump won in 2016, red districts, if you will, they're up for re-election in 2020, and it would be politically suicidal to vote for impeachment. Number one, it's it's not smart to vote for impeachment at all against President Trump because he hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't done anything that's impeachable. But furthermore, to vote for impeachment for the president as a Democrat, but you're in a Trump district, that would be almost near political suicide to do so. Senator Lindsey Graham and Senator McConnell over in the Senate introduced a resolution this week uh, shaming the House process, the secretive impeachment inquiry that they're running over there in the House. I want to listen to clip two. This is Senator Lindsey Graham on the unfair impeachment process that the Democrats are heading up. And the purpose of the resolution is to let the House know that the process you're engaging in regarding the attempted impeachment of uh, President Trump is out of bounds, is inconsistent with due process as we know it, it's a star chamber type inquiry, and it's a substantial deviation from what the House has done in the past regarding impeachment of other presidents. And one I can speak of very firmly is the impeachment of President Clinton. So what I want to highlight here, well, no, this one. In 2019, Congressman Al Green wanted to open up an impeachment inquiry, which is the right way to do it, by the way. Uh, 137 Democrats voted with the GOP against impeaching President Trump. Not one Republican for an inquiry. And what's happened is that the attempt to open up an inquiry of impeachment against President Trump failed miserably. So they've created a new process that I think is very dangerous for the country. Instead of the judiciary looking at a potential impeachable offense, they've created a process in the intel uh, committee that's behind closed doors, doesn't provide uh, access uh, to the president's accuser, shuts Republicans out for uh, all practical purposes, and is a unworthy substitute for the way you need to do it, is at its core un-American. Well, there you have it. That's Senator Lindsey Graham, and he outlines it very well there in that Democrats have been trying impeachment for three years now. They just can't get it done. Matter of fact, 139 Democrats voted against impeachment just not that long ago. And so I may be wrong. They may not even need 8 to 10 votes. They may need like 20, 30, or 50 votes to get impeachment, votes that they can't get right now. And so Senator... Graham talks about how because they couldn't officially launch an impeachment investigation or an inquiry, they resort to these backroom deals that nobody knows what's going on, and then they go out and do press conferences and call it an impeachment inquiry, when it's really not, when it's really not an impeachment inquiry at all. And it's actually shameful that the media and everyone's latched on to this idea that they're running an impeachment investigation when factually they're not. They're having meetings. It's not an impeachment inquiry officially until a resolution is passed on the House floor. And we don't have that. And so this just shows that the narrative that is being put out there that President Trump is under impeachment 
It's just not true. He's under meetings. They're having meetings about things that they don't like about Trump, but there is no impeachment inquiry. There is no official impeachment inquiry. Why? Because Democrats just don't have the votes to do such. Uh, moving on to a, one more, another topic I want to talk about uh, before we wrap up the show uh, is the, uh, and then I'll, I have a few other interesting stories I'm going to bring up. Um, but the last uh, clip I want to play is Vice President Pence. He was speaking at a, at a conference this past week on China and the NBA and what's going on there. And I'll, I'll, I'll brief you after um, the clip on the background here. But let's listen to clip three. This is Vice President Mike Pence talking about uh, Chinese censorship. Let's listen. And some of the NBA's biggest players and owners who routinely exercise their freedom to criticize this country lose their voices when it comes to the freedom and rights of the people of China. Inciting with the Chinese Communist Party and silencing free speech, the NBA is acting like a wholly owned subsidiary of the, that authoritarian regime. A progressive corporate culture that willfully ignores the abuse of human rights is not progressive, it is repressive. Mm. When American corporations, professional sports, pro athletes embrace censorship, it's not just wrong, it's un-American. American corporations should stand up for American values here at home and around the world. Well, there you have it. That's Vice President Mike Pence, and he's exactly right. These companies, these American-made companies, yeah, Apple, Google, Amazon, these might be international companies now because they're, so, they're behemoths, but they're American-made. Without America, there is no Amazon. Without America, there's no Google. There's no Apple. The, the re, fa, there's no Facebook. There's no Twitter. There's none of these big companies. There's no Nike. If not for America, American consumers, the American economy, and American workers, we built these companies. Not we, like Obama said, we, you didn't build this, we built this. What I'm saying is, it was Americans and our ideas that built these companies. And the fact that these companies were based on good ideas, they're highly successful companies built in America with American workers, and then they sell out to foreign adversaries is a shame because the owners of these companies should have enough patriotism and love for their country, for America, that granted them the opportunity to build such a successful business, they should have enough respect and love for our country not to sell out to communist China. But that's what the NBA has done here. This all started when the Houston Rockets in, uh, uh, general manager put out a tweet like a, a one-sentence tweet about how he supports the Hong Kong protesters. Well, then the NBA and others and LeBron James start start criticizing the Houston Rockets general manager over this. Why? Because they're kowtowing to China. 
They're kowtowing to China. Why? Because there's money. There's NBA money tied up in China, and they care more about the bottom line. They care more about their money than they do about America and freedom. And that's the problem we're facing today is that these companies, these American-made companies, are selling out to foreign enemies, to foreign adversaries like China. And just a couple of examples, we have, we have Google developing censorship search engines for the Chinese government. Search engines that impede freedom, that impede uh, speech, but Google is happily going along with this communist regime in China, this communist government. You have Apple, where they're, if, if, if the Chinese government doesn't like an application that's on Apple devices, what does Apple do? Apple deletes it so that everybody in China can't access the app. And what's dangerous about all of this is we have these companies, these American-made companies, that have no core value system. It's all about the bottom line. And I understand the mindset about everything about being about the bottom line and profit. I Sure, I understand that. That's business. But the moment you're willing to sell your soul politically... To a foreign government like China and totally forget the the American principles and ideals that helped build this country and help build these companies, when you totally forget that and sell out to China, you're basically selling out uh, to uh, you're selling out to China and betraying uh, American values. A couple more news stories I want to mention before we end the show. Uh, the reason it's in, it's so important that you listen to shows like this and listen to networks like American Family Radio is because one of these uh, a survey came out uh, polling Fox News viewers versus MSNBC viewers, and the the outlook on the economy was was much different depending on whether you watched MSNBC or Fox News. For example, those who watched uh, conservative-leaning Fox News, now I'm reading from this news story, registered 139 for current sentiment about the economy, which is a, which is a pretty good rating for uh, when you look at the system here. Uh, viewers of MSNBC registered 89. Basically, to sum this up and simplify it, those who watch things like Fox News, those who listen to American Family Radio, have a more realistic, optimist, optimistic view of America, of the economy, of how things are going, because we're actually reporting the truth and the facts. But when, when you watch MSNBC, CNN, and others, people who watch those networks have a very negative view of America because they're getting fed misinformation and lies about our country. So it's important what you consume, the information you consume, and where you get it from. Another reason to stay tuned to American Family Radio. Exposing Washington on AFR. We'll be back next week with more. Talk to you then.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.